So, hi friends, I'm Monica. And I'm the other Monica. And we are two Monicas and a microphone. Join us each week as we talk about nothing serious. Seriously. We'll talk about life, differences of opinion, and anything else we find interesting. So, grab your favorite box of crayons and get ready for a test. Monica, what's your favorite color? Ooh, turquoise. Turquoise. That's, I'm gonna give you a little test right now. What color is this? It is red. What color is this? We're not in good lighting though. Yellow. What color is this? That's green. So friends, what you can't see is I'm pulling out my daughter's crayons and giving Monica a very scientific colorblindness <laughs> test. I would call this lilac. Lilac? Okay, mm -hmm. I'd go a little more with purple, but you know. This is pure purple. What about this? It looks like brown. And this. That one's hard because of the lighting is black. I think you're right. So, based on my expert opinion, you are not colorblind. Yeah, she's an expert in this. And if you can't <laughs> tell, we're, today we're going to learn a little bit about colorblindness, or as it could also be called, a color vision deficiency. But that's a mouthful, so we're just gonna go with colorblindness. Hey, you know, this is the first time we've ever been together recording a podcast oh, and having some wine as adults. Yeah. Cheers. Right now, we may or may not have all of our clothes on, but this is a podcast, so you'll never. That's ever right, know. Blue. And you will never, ever know. <laughs> Cheers to that. So, we know you're not colorblind. I am not colorblind based on my very scientific study. Do you know anyone who is? I'm married to a colorblind man. Me too. That's crazy. It is it? crazy. What kind of colorblind is he before we go into all the different kinds? I don't know the exact name. He definitely is the red, green, brown colorblind. Very difficult for him, but also a lot of times he can't tell the difference between blue or purple. And I just learned after being married for 20 years that he cannot see a bright neon yellow golf ball in green grass. Whoa. He can only see the white ones. He right. was very excited because they came out with a blue golf ball and he almost bought them. Almost. But couldn't splurge that $20. Oh, wow. Blue yeah. golf balls. He and Paul have more than colorblindness. Yes, they do. <laughs> they definitely do. <laughs> Friends listening, there's a whole population of people who can't see color the way a normal vision person can see color. For some, it's red and green color blindness. For others, it's as bad as living in a black and white TV. And it's not something that I ever really thought of much. I don't know about you. I only thought of it as, oh, that's interesting. People live like that. And then I met Zach and fell in love and there was a real life person like that. Color has a huge impact on how we live our lives. And it has an impact on people who can't see color in a normal way, from professions they can have to things that they enjoy or don't enjoy looking at, like the change of leaves. Yeah, I deal with that with Zach. I love color. Uh, color gives me joy. One of the things I always did with my parents was go and look at the changing colors of the leaves in the fall. and. I, it's an emotional experience for me. Zach has never done that with me, not because he doesn't love me, but because it is not different for him. He cannot see that. And the same thing happens when me and the kids run out into the backyard. Every spring, we will get at least one rainbow in the backyard. And Zach never comes to look because he can't see it. Wow. He'll see, I think, two or three colors. It's not vibrant. And it kind of makes my heart hurt. Um, I've never had this conversation with Paul because I always just think that he can't see the colors red and green, but I don't know about the other colors. 
you know? I mean, I've definitely appreciated a bunch of rainbows in front of him, but it never occurred to me that he couldn't appreciate them in the same way. The one thing about colors that I think we forget is there's the primary colors, and then they make up all the other colors that we mm -hmm. see. Like, my favorite color is turquoise, but it's a mixture of colors. Right. And so a lot of what we see is a mixture, and that mm -hmm. is why sometimes other colors aren't as vibrant. Well, before we get into too much of the nerdy stuff, let's watch this quick video on colorblind people seeing color for the first time. When I pull up to a traffic light, sometimes I don't know what color it is. And if it seems safe, I just kind of roll the dice and go. And I understand that that's not how other people drive. If I make a mistake, I'll bring it in thinking it's totally done, and it'll be really rare. I just can't see that it's red. It's probably unhealthy. So I'm out with a couple of CNN producers who also happen to be colorblind, and these glasses are supposed to help with that. Okay, I think these kind of work. Let me explain colorblindness, because it doesn't mean that you see the world in black and white. It means that some colors may seem a little duller and others may just blend together. And it's not as rare as you might think. It affects between 8 and 12% of men and up to 1% of women in the U.S. I definitely see more shades. Like, that tree that looks kind of yellow looks actually more orange. That one back there? Yeah, that one back there. Uh -huh. This one I think is a little bit darker than that one. The glasses are made by a company called Enchroma. According to their online test, Jack's eyes absorb too much green light. He's always struggled with the difference between blue and purple. Does it look any different to you? Things look, I think a, a little more vivid. Like, like I turn the saturation up on a TV almost. Wendy's eyes, on the other hand, don't absorb enough green light. Before, could you see like the difference between the trunks and the trees, the leaves? No. And, and now, now I can't. Now you can see that? Yeah. That's amazing. They're both forms of what's known as red-green color blindness. The thing is though, it's kind of a misnomer. Seeing too much or too little green changes the way you see other colors. Purple and blue, for example, can start to blend together. What color are those flowers behind us now? Those look purple. They're purple? Yeah. Now take them off, what color do they look like? They look blue. The glasses work by shielding your eyes from the part of the spectrum where red and green overlap the most. Granted, this is a, a blue-purple, but it's yeah. definitely purple. And it gets a little it's a little more purple with them on. I wouldn't say it's a big change. Holy crap. <laughs> the world looks significantly different to me. Do you like it better? Yes. Wait, can I try them on too? Because apparently they work on non-colorblind people too, that it makes everything just look trippier, as they say. I'm not kidding. Oh, whoa, you're right. It totally does. It totally looks trippier. It totally does. Yes. Whoa. Wow. Yes. All right, friends. I hope that little video was helpful in explaining some of the nerdy stuff that we're going to talk about. When you were playing that video, it reminded me of when Zach has to cook the meat. He always has to ask me if it's done or not. And I definitely don't care with steak. I like rare steak, mm -hmm. but I don't like rare hamburgers. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that would be one where color definitely matters. I would say with steak, I know a lot of people just go by how it feels mm -hmm. and test the doneness that way. But with hamburger, you can't do that. You can't, and it's mm -hmm. gross, and 
I'll make him go cook more stuff. He can't help it. The other thing is the stoplights he said he had to memorize. He knows that red's on top, yellow's in the middle, and green's on the bottom. I kind of know that. Even though I just said it right now, I feel like I would have to go look to verify. But he had to memorize it in order to pass his test. <gasps> what about a green arrow that changes to yellow, changes to red? So If it's all the same in the same place. Yes, so that type of thing for him, he says he treats everything like it's red and will stop. Okay. So even those flashing lights that you'll come up against, sometimes they're red, sometimes they're yellow. Right. He treats every single one of them like they're red for safety. I think that's fair. Rather than what this woman does, she just doesn't know, so she, she goes. I thought to myself, <laughs> Horrible. Wow. Well, I knew from marrying Paul, I worried that our kids would be colorblind or Logan, and he informed me that it's a trait passed on primarily by the X chromosome, and women have two X chromosomes. So if one of the chromosomes is damaged with this characteristic colorblindness, the female can pass on the damaged X chromosome to her son, but won't be colorblind herself. I think that's why we see primarily red-green colorblindness in men, as well as the higher percentage, up to 8% of men suffering from red-green colorblindness. 99% of colorblind cases are the red-green form. I thought that was that's, interesting. Men have XX and women have XY? No. No, men have XY. Yes. Because they can, that's, yes. they're the ones who determine the sex. Mm -hmm. That's right. So right, back everyone. to a little bit of biology, everybody. Yeah, biology. I did real good in that, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> There is another form of colorblindness. It's blue-yellow colorblindness, and mm -hmm. that one is caused by a deficient chromosome number seven, so it's not linked to okay. the sex genetically. It's just a funky number seven chromosome. So, it, okay, so that's a blue-yellow, and that can happen to men or women? Men or women equally, but it's very uncommon. Okay. Very uncommon. So there are a whole bunch of big words from this website that I found that I'm not going to get into. Just to keep it simple, you have colorblindness that's sex-linked, and then you have colorblindness that equally affects men and women, but not based on a sex chromosome. We'll just leave it at that. Basically, this is what I was taught from Zach's family, um, because he is colorblind and he has a brother who is also colorblind, and they kind of taught me to think of it this way. My daughter Lillian, because her father is colorblind, she has the chance of passing on colorblindness to her sons. Correct. She may, she may not. So my mother-in-law Vicki, she passed it on to her oldest son and her youngest son, but not her middle son. He was passed along other things that are weird. <laughs> Love you, Court. You should be doing this. You're better with the nerdy stuff. I've oh. usually looked at the nerdy stuff I know, stuff I know. That's all right. Um. What I learned, all of these deficiencies in the chromosomes, whether it's the X chromosome or chromosome number seven, they affect the light-absorbing cones mm -hmm. in your eye. So there's an L cone, an M cone, and an S cone. The L cone and the M cone, they're either deficient or absent when it comes to being colorblind. With red-green colorblindness, you have four different types. One lowers the sensitivity to red hues. One removes the ability to see reds. And this is a severe form of colorblindness. Protonopia. Hmm, that's kind of fun to say that. That is fun. I like that. Protonopia. Protonopia. That sounds like a place that you would visit. It might be next to Narnia. Due to anomaly. That sounds like a place that you go to that's like a hell, but you have to do math there. <laughs> like Deuteronomy? <laughs> 
but it's a deuteron anomaly. <laughs> and that weakens the ability to differentiate red and green hues as much as 5%. And this is prevalent in as much as 5% of all males. And then finally you have deuteranopia, and that's a moderate inability to discriminate red and green hues. So you have grades of colorblindness yeah. within the colorblindness. Yeah, that's true. I feel like Zach is less colorblind than his youngest brother. His youngest brother seems to be more colorblind. Now what's really funny about Zach's family is that his sister married mm -hmm. a colorblind man. Oh, and she grew up with a colorblind brother. Yeah, two of them. Wow. Right, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't like know. to make jokes about it, but, you know, like maybe get... Uh, she did marry out of the county, though, so she oh. got that going for it. <laughs> That's good. Carl will now shoot me. <laughs> so when it comes to green colorblindness, instead of four groups, you only have two. So you have deuteranopia, which the M cones are missing or non-functional, resulting in the blindness to the green portion of the spectrum, and this is 5% of all males. And due to anomaly, the M cones are defective or operating below normal capacity to interfere with the person's ability to see some shades of green, shifting sensitivity toward the red. I'm not an expert on any of this, so I hope you all will just trust me and my source at color, C-O-L-O-U-R-blindness.com. They have a whole host of sources, resources, pages and pages of information about colorblindness. The third form would be blue and yellow, which we mentioned is quite uncommon. And this one is caused by a deficiency or defective chromosome seven. In this one, the S cones are missing or non-functional, resulting in the blindness to the blue. So the other day, a friend of mine found out that Zach was colorblind. And she said, well, you know, you're not really colorblind, you're color deficient. And I love this friend because she's like me and she just wants to know things and then tell you that she knows them. And so she and I kind of went back and forth and I convinced her that no, she was wrong. Zach's colorblind. But I see here that actually uh, colorblind is, is misleading and you are color deficient. Yes. Oh, hey, Monica, did you know that Dr. Stevens in college was totally colorblind? Like black, white? Black and white. And honestly, I didn't even know that was a thing. Zach's nephew, who's also my nephew, told me that there was a person who was black and white colorblind. Now, he told me this when he was about 15 years old. And I thought, you're wrong. It happens. It so happens. Like, I'm wrong, which does occasionally happen. Just like this. Well, I looked it up on color-blindness.com. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, it's 0.00001% of colorblind people wow. are colorblind to that extreme. That's crazy. Friends, I'm going to interrupt here for a quick second because I reached out to Dr. Stevens to see if he could share any of his personal experience with us regarding living with a severe form of color vision deficiency. Here's what he says. Watch an old black and white film or a few episodes of an old black and white television show. Now imagine walking through the screen as Alice looked through the looking glass and imagine yourself trying to manage in the black and white world. Good luck. Thank you, Dr. Stevens, so much for contributing to our podcast. I really appreciate it. Didn't we have a friend? I swear she was that colorblind. She was very colorblind in college. Annie, she's yeah. the only colorblind woman I've ever met. We're going to talk about that because it's really, okay. it's really it's so rare. rare 0.5 to 1% of women are colorblind. And, and she only wore black and white. And she Navy. said that she did that because she just couldn't see colors. So she was the very first colorblind person I met. We um, need to follow up with her. We do. Dr. Stevens, I, I was curious one day, you know, he said he lived inside of black and white TV with maybe some shades of brown and Ooh. it sewed tags in all 
of his mm-hmm. clothes so that he would know, you know, if this has three dots, it yes. goes with anything else that has three dots. A lot two of dots. colorblind people do that. They have their non-colorblind spells. He always wore a lot of muted plaid colors, though. Zach wears a lot of bright colors. He wears a lot of blue. He can see blue, so Paul he wears blue loves too. to wear blue. And he looks really good in maroon, so I have him in a lot of maroon. Mar- but he loves picking out his own clothes. And Zach's younger brother's actually the same way. Even though he's very colorblind, he likes to pick out his own clothes. And it's funny, it's like a colorblind support group. All of us sisters-in-law, my sure. sister, two sisters-in-law. <laughs> like, hey, to- what'd you buy for Christmas? <laughs> something green or something red? <laughs> right? So to get together and to talk about, it's really funny because it's my two sisters-in-law and how we have to help our colorblind husbands dress themselves, but they're all three of them do care to pick out what they're getting. Yeah, Paul's wardrobe is definitely blue, gray. He's got some pink. Mm-hmm. But I love green. Green is my favorite color. And Mine for years, too. I it, stopped it, wearing right green. under turquoise. So now I'm back to wearing green. Like, yeah, I'm sorry, Paul. Green. Love you, but Zach, can you tell me. when I get my hair colored? Well, I mean, I'm sure he can tell that the gray is covered up. <laughs> oh, okay. That's what I wondered. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, if I go a different shade. Like, right now, I've lightened my hair for summer and put some highlights in. And I just thought it was so cool looking when I came home. And I was like, Zach, what do you think? And I'm asking everyone what they think of my hair. And he just gives me this dead look. I didn't know you did anything to your hair. Ooh. He also doesn't know that my eyes are green. I know. And Paul that kind of hurts my green. heart, like, in a way that's hard to express. I know. Because, first of all, having green eyes, which is crazy that you uh-huh. and I both do, is very rare. Not as rare as Violet, but second rarest. And he can't... He can't see how amazing they're my best feature i know i'm like my eyes i'm like how do you think i'm good looking you see something else this is crazy to me (laughs) he's gray (laughs) maybe he's violet he sees light brown he probably thinks they're amber or something which is kind of a cool eye color i want to just go over a quick list of colorblind celebrities i'm gonna let you start with number one since he's from your home state what? Bill Clinton has trouble distinguishing between red and green. He probably has trouble distinguishing other things. <laughs> probably. Y'all, I grew up in Arkansas. I could say whatever I want about any Arkansas politician. The next one is Kenu Reeves. Kenu. Or Keanu. He has said in interviews that he might be colorblind. How he wouldn't know by his age, I don't know. You just Google it and look at the number seven, and if you can see it, you're colorblind or oh. not see it. Next, we have Paul Newman. <gasps> Mr. Blue Eyes. Oh, he's so good looking. Are we going to do an episode on older, hot dudes? What? If you want to. Oh, look, another favorite person. Oh, yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. He's red-green colorblind. He invented Facebook in his dormitory, so I think we do have to give him some props. Okay, we do. (laughs) Follow us on Facebook, people, at Two Monica's Podcast. (laughs) Prince William, Duke of Cambridge. He has stated publicly that he is colorblind. I wonder how... How did they allow them to state publicly that there was a defect? He must have gotten around it I somehow. feel like everyone's probably colorblind because, you know, incest and whatnot. <laughs> That's how they keep the crown. <laughs> Mark Twain! Another red-green colorblind <gasps> man. You know, I was thinking the other day that I wanted to do an episode of Mark Twain. Okay. It had nothing to do with colorblindness, y'all. Well, now it does. He was colorblind. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. I almost said, why aren't there any women? (laughs) There aren't. I know. This is crazy. Christopher Nolan directed The Dark Knight, and he is red-green colorblind. 
Oh, Howie Mandel. Interesting. He says, I'm colorblind, so when I make a choice, I'm told that it clashes. That's funny. And that happened once. Zach came to pick me up at the sorority house, mm-hmm. and he was already out and being an adult and had a job, and he had on his tie, and he came to pick me up, and I kept thinking, what is he wearing? <laughs> what is he wearing? And then finally, I was like, honey, I don't know how to tell you this, but what you have on looks ridiculous, and none of it matches. Oh, my God. But what was funny is he's like, but I asked my mom. That's cute. It was really cute. That's cute. Because he's tried very hard to be stylish. And I said, well, I think that she may have misled you on at least the tie. (laughs) Next, we have Matt Lauer. Uh, We're just going to give him mild props because he says his case is mild. Marco Rubio. He's colorblind. I didn't know that. Me either. Bing Crosby. My favorite. Wow. He reportedly often confused green and blue, so he must have been in that blue-yellow yeah, category. Yeah, very, very rare. Mm-hmm. Interesting. John Dalton. From the Dalton Gang? Oh, no. Actually, this whole colorblind, there's a part of it's named after him. Colorblind is sometimes referred to as Daltonism in his honor. So he oh, was colorblind okay. and he discovered this deficiency. Meatloaf. Anybody remember him? Raise your hand. Our friend's out there, Monica. Oh. <laughs> Bob Dole. I had to do Bob Dole accent in the way that it was done on Saturday Night Live. Sorry, everybody. Jack Nicholas, oh, the golfer. I not if Nicholas. He Nicholas. The yellow. Or if he's like Zach. He's, he's been called. No, I like this. Jack Nicholas has been colorblind his whole life. Well, I would like to add a <laughs> no beep Sherlock to that. <gasps> no way. Whoa. He always wore a red sweater. He did. Zach has a red sweater. Actually, Fred Zach Rogers. Has several Mr. Rogers sweater. We call him Mr. Rogers. Um, I'll have to tell him. He'll, he'll like they have that connection. Yeah. I'm surprised he approved a red sweater. He was probably like, I'm famous. Know. I don't he care. He approved of a, in his mind, brown sweater. <laughs> Hugh Downs from 2020. Oh. I'm Hugh Downs and I'm Barbara Wawa. And I'm also colorblind. Was 90% colorblind. I that's know. almost black and white TV. Oh, like that. Yeah. Yeesh, that's awful. Wow. Well, I guess he should have been on radio instead of TV. Doug Flutie from Flutie Flakes. Oh, yeah, the football player. Yep. I wonder if that had, would have any effect on playing sports at that. Well, that's what we're going to go into next, everybody. Okay. We're going to talk about some professions and professional limitations. As I was prepping this episode last night, I was thinking about professions as a colorblind person you would be limited from pursuing. I know Mm -hmm. pilot is one of them. But there were some other ones that hadn't even occurred to me. For instance, an electrician. Paul loves watching home improvement shows, and he especially loves when an expert electrician has all the wires lined up against the wall, and they're color-coded. Yeah, but he can't see any of the colors. I'm looking (laughs) at this picture that you have right here. So on the left side... There are yellow wires, red wires, and green wires. And on the right side, it's showing us what colorblind people see. And y'all, it's just basically yellow wires and gray wires because everything looks exactly the same. An engineer. So certain types of engineers would need to be able to see different colors like a train for safety. Engineer? Possibly. Oh wow. So there's a special test. The CBD test is required in order for them to successfully qualify for the job. A doctor. Do you think that anyone's ever not been allowed to be a doctor because of it? Well, I don't know. Paul was almost a doctor. They didn't seem to have a problem with him. Yeah. So I guess it depends on how deficient what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can't be a surgeon. No, he's going to be a surgeon. 
Maybe because he could see blue. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the blue yellow. Well, it's funny because since I know he's red-green colorblind when Sienna and Logan have a rash oh, or yeah. a bite, I'm like, Paul, can you see this? He's like, that right there? I'm like, yeah, okay, you can see it. So I don't know. Maybe it's the contrast as opposed yeah. to the actual color. So my dad mentioned police officer. I was like, what? I don't know. Come on. Sure enough, being a police officer, if you say a suspect is wearing a gray shirt, but it's really red, chances are they're getting away. Wow. I know. That hadn't occurred to me. And my dad's like, see, I told you I was right. Oh, your dad's <laughs> probably right about a lot of stuff. I know. <laughs> being a professional driver could be a problem. Like an Uber driver? Uh, possibly. <laughs> so he'll know that your Uber driver is colorblind if they just go through lights. Not <laughs> These other ones are kind of obvious, but still, it never occurred to me. So graphic designer or web designer, a chef. I can see that. Yep. A florist. Definitely. And a professional painter or decorator. Yes, Zach is not good at decorating. He might be good at picking shapes and structures, but it's just, he only wants me to decorate with gray, tones of gray. I mean, it's really popular right now. Our it whole is. house is gray and white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so his, his decorating style has become popular. Well, so as I mentioned before, there are a couple of tests to determine whether or not you're colorblind. And this first one we're going to take together. Okay, that sounds fun. Yeah, and it apparently it's a test that even a lot of people with normal color vision can't pass. I get a little nervous when I do color tests because I really pride myself on being able to see colors more deeply than other people, which is a thing, but it doesn't mean that I actually can. <laughs> so I feel like I'm having to prove myself extra. Well, like when I tell you, no, it's green and you're like, no, it's not. It's blue. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're wrong. <laughs> when did we have this fight? When we're picking out the colors for our folders and our headings. Oh yes. But that's, that had to do with, Your that vision. had to, no, that had to do with screens. True. Uh, screens were projecting them because whenever I first made all of our Instagram stuff, I thought it was like this very muted kind of dusty color. And then you described it as a baby pink. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, but that's what it is, y'all. It's baby pink. Mm -hmm. I, it, is it the same color as this rosé to you? It's kind of like rosé. Okay. That's yeah. kind of what I was going for. This is probably just a little more pink than I thought. All right, back to the show. We yes, have a test to, to take. <laughs> so this first test is called the Ishihara Plates Colorblindness Test. All right, okay. so this was actually introduced in 1917. People were realizing in 1917, I like historical nerdery. So this is one of the most famous or the most famous colorblind test, and we're going to go through it. Are we trying to tell the number in the middle? We're trying to tell the number in the middle. Mm -hmm. For those of you who can't see this because it's a podcast, <laughs> there are a whole bunch of circles on my screen with dots. And some of the dots are one color and some of the dots are another color. Dots either make up the background or they make up a number. Ooh, this is really intense. And wow. Maybe you're colorblind. The first ones aren't intense, but the last ones are. We'll definitely put this in the show notes yes. so you can play along. So the first number... I can see it's 12. Where's, I wanna know where's the first line where you can't see a number? First line where I can't see a number? Okay, well, these aren't numbers. Yeah, so what are these? I don't know. So we're looking at a lot of circles, y'all, and if you go to the show notes, you'll be able to see this. This looks like an amoeba. And there are a definitely, that these are numbers. Yeah, like 42, 35, not. 36. No, I can see all the 26. amoebas. I'd say I'm not. Colorblind. I'm gonna say I'm not colorblind because I see brown and red and green. This, yeah. So if you're worried about if you're colorblind, I do believe you would have known before right now, and you would have been 
born that way. Contrary to the ranker.com saying someone was that way their whole life. <laughs> well, yes, they were. I feel confident that I'm not, it's not just the rosé talking. No. It's that I passed a test. You passed a test. We have one more <laughs> test to take. Oh. So this is the anomaloscope. Anomaloscope. It's Friends. the most accurate. We're going to look. RGB. Anomalous scope. RGB, wait. Red, green, blue. Oh, Roy G. I thought you were talking about the Supreme Court justice. <laughs> oh, wait, is that RBG? That's, that's RBG. I do that all the time, y'all. It's just funny it that I funny. never get it right. Okay, so this one has two different colors, and you take the color on the left and you match it to the color on the right. But no match is possible. It's not possible. But, Can you uh, go that way? If I go this way, it's more yellow. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like there's any possible. I don't match think a possible. match is possible. I mean, that's like the same yeah, but it's not. intensity, but not the same shade. You guys, this is, it's tricky. This is tricky. I did a test like this and it, I was sweating. I'm sweating right now, but that's probably because we're in a... We're not, I mean, we're okay, sweating because we're not... in an attic and it is 90 degrees, but... I also... want one to be possible. I'm not yeah. colorblind. No, there's no match possible. These no. are all green and yellow, and that's orange. Orange. Brown. Ooh, maybe this one? No. It's not bright enough. It's not bright enough. Oh. Ooh. <laughs> there's a match. There's a match. <laughs> that's funny. I'm anxious to see what our test score is. It's mainly Monica, so if it's bad, it's her. It's me. <laughs> I want to say that's a match. The matching line starts growing from the center to the left and right. The longer the matching line, the stronger your color blindness is. Huh? So according to this, I'm totally colorblind? Oh, I'm not colorblind. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whew. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the answer, the right answer is not a match possible because if you are colorblind, <gasps> you're going to say oh. there's a match. <gasps> Duh. Okay. Whew. <laughs> All right, everyone, we figured it out. We figured it Just out. Just took two Monicas. <laughs> Friends, so we have a call to action. We want you to go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page, click on this test, take it, and let us know how colorblind you are or if you have normal vision. You can find us at Two Monicas Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Before we sign off on today's episode, I do have a couple of teasers. The first is, a little bit later this week, we'll be releasing recordings of our husbands taking the colorblindness tests that Monica and I took during this episode. We were far more efficient because we actually knew how to run the tests. It was a little bit of a competition, and I'm going to leave the results for that episode. So stay tuned and look for it later this week. So Monica, there are some myths associated with being colorblind. One of them is pretty famous, two of them actually. Whether or not bulls are angered by the color red. Mm -hmm. What do you think, true or false? Oh, what do I actually think? I think that red is a color they can see and so they're attracted to it. They're just angry. They're just angry. <laughs> they're just angry. Bulls are just angry in general and just so you know, they will gore you. How about cats and dogs? I always feel like they're colorblind, like they're black and white. Is that not true? It's not true. It's debatable whether or not they can see quite as many colors because they have fewer cone cells in their eyes. But and they, they may not be able to see red, but they can definitely see blue and green because they, they don't have any L cones. And even if they can't see colors like we can, they can see at night. That's what this goes on to say. The upside for our colorblind buddies is that they have a reflective surface mm. behind the retina, which increases their night vision.
Maybe you're going to get to this, maybe you're not, but I wanted to go back to those sunglasses. Yeah, let's do that. Two Christmases ago, I wanted to get Zach those sunglasses, and I almost did, and I wanted to get them for him and his brother-in-law and brother and his grandpa, but it didn't end up working out for one reason or another. So I told Zach about it, and I said that is what I really wanted to get you this Christmas, but it didn't end up working out. And he said to me, well, I don't want those glasses. And not because they cost money, which, shocker, not the reason. Um, <laughs> he said he is afraid that when he puts on those glasses, and what I've read about the glasses is that you kind of need the natural sunlight. Like if you came indoors and put them on, it is not the same effect. And if you watch a lot of the videos, they're outside. They are is that the, the sun increases the intensity for them. He said that he doesn't want to see what he's been missing out on. Oh. Yeah, and so I thought, you know what? Okay, I would love for him to see what I see. Right. But would you want to go back? At the same time, I'm like, but you could see the rainbow. Right. So maybe oh, one day he'll surprise rainbow. me and the kids, and he'll get them for himself, and he'll give us the present of getting to see him. That would be really sweet. You know, but I have to leave it up to him at the end of the day. You definitely do. Yeah. And to tag on to that, I'm going to play a video of a bride who surprises her colorblind groom with Enchroma glasses just after their first look. It's so sweet. It had me tearing up last night. I've got these for you. Are they glasses? Yeah. You're kidding. The colorblind ones. No. Yeah. <laughs> They're so expensive. Put them on. What a deal. You're kidding. Put them on. <laughs> He's already crying. <laughs> are you serious? You guys can see this every day. <laughs> that just broke my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you guys understand, but a lot of people cry. I didn't know. <laughs> the grass looks green. <laughs> video, though, yeah. Like, eh. yeah, right. It's like so it's rude. just okay. It's the <laughs> difference between real life and CNN. It it's, it's color. Like I don't. <laughs> nobody understands how. I'll have to relearn my colors with the glasses. <laughs> yeah, what color you actually think? This is violet or purple. This is blue. Say this is rose red or pink, white and violet on the ends. Oh, nice! Oh, they're just adorable. <laughs> Both sniffling, her makeup's running. Oh, Zach would cry. <laughs> he gives her a big hug. He looks at the barn like, next. This is unreal. I can't wait till you can see that. I can call that the barn next. I know, it's so vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken them off since. Now you're not going to want to stop wearing them. <laughs> I wish you could put them on. I it. did, but it doesn't look like it's oh. different day to make contact version. No, Maybe. the barn is deliberately red right now. and like Right? Oh, yeah, and before it's gray. Oh, he's really, really yeah. red, green, mm-hmm. colorblind. This side, at least. All right, friends, there is about another minute left, and if you really want to see how this cute mm-hmm. colorblind glasses love story ends up, you can go to our page and click on the link. There is one other thing I want to mention. 
I found an article from The Cut about a woman. It's her colorblind story, and it's really touching and authentic. It's too long to go through here on the podcast, but if you're at all interested, I really enjoyed reading it, and I hope you will too. Monica, it's been really fun recording in person. In person. I, I wish we could I wish we could do this every single time. Y'all, I do have to, you know, lift up the veil here and tell you that Monica and I call into Zoom. <laughs> and, Don't and give do away this. all our trade secrets. Okay. And <laughs> and record. But we have to call in. We're not in person. We don't even see each other's faces. No. And that's it's sad. been so much easier to do this. And we get to share a microphone, which also makes the editing later will be so much easier. I think so. Definitely. Monica's family is in Detroit, and Mm -hmm. that's not too far from where I live. So I made the trek. It's just a little bit further than I take Brady for for pole vaulting. (laughs) So. Well then. (laughs) Yeah, so you were worth it. Good. Worth it. Good. It's been fantastic. I have some rosé. Monica and I are snuggled right next to each other, though. It's been pretty funny. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and write a review. Follow us on Instagram at Two Monica's Podcast, on Facebook at Two Monica's Podcast. Also, September is going to be a big month for us. We're kicking off into fall. We've got a lot of surprises lined up for our friends, our listeners, new friends, and new listeners. So be sure to like us on Instagram because we'll be posting all of the details on how you can win some swag and some Two Monica's Podcast or Nothing Serious goodies. There were numerous sources and resources used when creating this podcast. You can find a full list, including links to the colorblindness tests, in our show notes. Today's music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Your Call and Bright Wish. Sounds by Mixkit and Zapsplat. See you next time.